This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy Ott, along with world traveler Bruce Marshall. Yes, indeed. I think it's, uh, I think it's, a, it's kind of a competition between Nigel Seeley and Bruce Marshall, who can, uh, you know, who can do, do fly around. Nigel's in Qatar and Dubai. Bruce, you're back from Switzerland, huh? Yeah, buongiorno. Yeah, I uh, watched the, <laughs> I had to figure out which uh, you know which network to watch the games on because they've got them on in Italian, French, and German in in Switzerland. However, I did uh, Tuesday night. Uh, we're up in Zurich before we on our way back, and at the hotel there, they did have ITV on from uh, England, so I got to watch the uh, Argentina okay. match in uh, English at least. All right. Before we get into it, uh, a, a side in the World Cup final. It's a it's almost a pick. I mean, the slightest of slight favorites to France uh, in this matchup as they look to repeat. France is the best team there, and uh, we were talking about this off air. I mean, they, they've been doing this without the player of the year, uh, Karim Benzema, who's been hurt from Real Madrid. Uh, there's a chance he could be available. He's still on the squad for the uh, for the for uh, here in in uh, Qatar, um, though Olivier Giroud has been just fine in his place up front. So I don't think Didier Deschamps will will um, uh, tamper with that. Also, you know, Pogba and Conte have been hurt too, yet they still look like they've got so many more options. If, if they can slow Messi down, uh, France will win. I'm not sure they will slow Messi down, though. That's the thing. And I'm a little surprised that Argentina has got this far, but they look to be getting better as the tournament progresses. That was a comprehensive win over Croatia. So part of me wants to see Messi win, so maybe that's the way I'm leaning. And that would be, by me, that would be a little bit of an upset, but the oddsmakers are saying it wouldn't be that much of a surprise. We'll see. Well, as Argentina was wrapping up their win in the semifinals and their berth in the finals, uh, I did follow our colleague, um, Nigel Seeley, who's had great, uh, great coverage on his Twitter and also uh, on their betting weekly show uh, from Qatar. Um Loved it. He's given his breakdown from a lazy river in Dubai yesterday. I like, I like that one. But um, I, plus 550 on uh, Argentina before the tournament started. But I had to hedge some at uh, at France plus 140. So, yes, I still have more on uh, Argentina. But uh, I, when I'm getting this far, some people say hedgings for, uh, for, uh, for you know, it, you know, for gardens, for gardeners and things like that. I like profitability, so I am going to profit either way. But I'm pulling for Argentina. I got a little bit more, not not that much. But when you can hedge for plus money, I'll do it. And I had to risk the Morocco game, and Morocco was uh, was game. But uh, we got uh, we got through that. Uh, so anyway, and yes, 
Bruce, you know, when he had his option to view it in German, Italian, or French, he chose Italian because of his affiliation with Dwayne Colucci from the Ramparts. So we move on to bowl season. Opt-outs, coaching changes, I mean, all over the place. SMU and BYU have their share. This is the New Mexico and New Mexico Bowl. Primetime Saturday night, 7.30 Eastern kickoff on ABC. At Bet Rivers right now, SMU is now 4-64. BYU's quarterback looks like he'll be out. Yeah, and uh, just one note in general about these bowl games here. We relish this, actually, because it reminds me a lot of uh, NFL preseason uh, where you have to sort of know the rosters and uh, reach out to your um, – uh, reach out to your scouts and things and find out, you know, some different angles here because obviously we know the dynamics are different here. A lot of players are opting out. We'll talk about a few here in a second when we get uh, to some of these uh, teams we're talking about today and uh, coaching changes and the portal. Guys have left for the portal too. So it's 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 kind of uh, crazy, uh, but it is what it is. And so we, we love handicapping these games. I will say this though, uh, down the road a bit, um, uh, it's going to be harder and harder to sell these these games, and they are basically TV programming now. Um, but don't be surprised if some of these early bowl games move to a week zero in the future as a way of making them more relevant. And, and you may see some movement in the next couple of years. That'll be my prediction. We'll check back. I hope I'm doing this with you in a couple of years, and we'll see if some of these bowls instead are played in week zero the next year, um, sort of like the Champions League in Europe. You qualify for a bowl the next year because uh, it's going to be harder for – the masses to keep watching this stuff if uh, you know th- these aren't the same teams and uh, it- it's a harder sell this one though is going to be interesting you mentioned about hall uh the ankle injury against stanford probably keeps him out although to this point kalani sataki has not officially ruled him out yet but it looks that way and even if he played he would be uh compromised so the, the deal with BYU here, though, Jimmy, is that the backup, Conover, who came in for him late in the Stanford game, he's hit the portal uh, So uh, since the Stanford game, since the last regular season game. Uh, so uh, Cade Fennigan, who was running third string just a few weeks ago, Boise State transfer, he will get the start if Hall can't go, and that looks to be the case here. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, but it looks like the third stringer who really hasn't – and nobody really took snaps this year for BYU except the, a few times. Uh, I think backup quarterbacks threw two passes this year. Um, it was all the Hall show. So, I mean, this is one team that really can't afford to be minus uh, its starting quarterback. Um, uh, they, they'll rely on Brooks, the running back, who, who turned in a pretty good performance as the season went on. Uh, and you never see BYU, even if it's a quarterback who hasn't thrown much. I mean, they usually have some competence there. So I'm, I, I would think even if Fennigan is in there, they'll be able to do something. Matching points with Mordecai on the other side is going to be tough. Uh, he has not opted out. He is in. Now his best receiver, Rashi Rice, has opted out. And this is not your ordinary receiver. One of the tops in the country, 96 catches. And I was a little disappointed, frankly, by SMU uh, this season. I thought they'd be a little better than they were. But they did put that 77 on, uh, on Houston. They did win the last game against uh, Memphis. Um, uh, Mordecai is still in there at quarterback. And, uh, th- I mean, this has got to – if there's an edge at quarterback, if it's not Hall, and that looks to be the case in the bowl season, uh, this is the game where it looks like you've got a big edge for one or the other, and that makes a difference in these uh, in these games sometimes in the bowls. Uh, leaning to be uh, SMU here, 39-28 score forecast. Uh, not as sure about the total if BYU is really going with Fennigan at quarterback. But uh, the SMU side, I think, looks a little bit better uh, to us, and that's why we're leaning in this one to the Mustangs. 
Yeah, Hall had thrown is thrown for two hundred sixty four yards a, uh, a game and thirty one TDs and only six interceptions. You know, Mordecai yeah. led the American in passing. This was the number one offense in twenty twenty one in the American. They were really good again, scoring almost forty points a game, thirty eight and a half a game. Mordecai averaging over three hundred yards a game. And you know, when Max, our producer, was t- telling about when this matchup came up, he said, "Man, just remember that forty six forty five game last time these two teams met in nineteen eighty in a." Holiday Bowl, huh, uh, uh, Bruce? The, oh, the Hail yeah, Mary? I mentioned that in the write-up, and uh, it was 45-25 into the last three minutes of the game, and uh, BYU scored, including that Hail Mary in the last play to Clay Brown from McMahon in, in the end zone. I still remember. Ray Scott was calling that game. It was uh, syndicated, and he was calling that game on TV, and uh, they had an onside kick and a block punt all and three touchdowns within the last uh, two and a half minutes of that game. And that was the Pony Express with the Craig James and Eric Dickerson on the other side. Bitter loss for SMU uh, and a big win for Lavelle Edwards. And, and was Dickerson BYU. gone, though, in that game? Or we, we, he was still, still part of that team? Uh, I remember yeah, James he, having a huge game. James had the big game that night. Uh, Dickerson was, was part of the team, sure. And, okay, uh, okay James, still was part of the team. But, okay. but J- James did have the uh, bigger night that night, though. And it looked like SMU. I remember very well watching the game. SMU looked like it was uh, rolling, and they were most of the way until yes. the last few minutes. Quite something. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, North North Texas is uh, trying to become Auburn. I mean, what are they doing? They finished their, their runner-up in the conference uh, they go to the conference championship game, and they fire their coach. Strange. Uh, Boise State, we talked about their interesting season. They made midseason quarterback and play calling changes and got them all the way to the uh, conference championship game. They lose at home on the Smurf turf to Fresno State. So now they're in Frisco. Frisco is basically Dallas. It's the Metroplex. So this is somewhat of a home game for the mean green. Boise at Bet Rivers right now. Uh, is laying 10 and a half in 59 over North Texas. Yeah, well, lots of moving parts here. And yeah, you're right, uh, local there. It's in the Metroplex, about a 35-minute drive or so from uh, Denton. Down here on that bobsled run known as the North Dallas Thruway. You come down that way into Frisco, and uh, you can uh, see this game. And uh, you're right, uh, Latrell's, Latrell's dismissal is a bit of a surprise. I think this might be a case. He sort of he put himself on thin ice a couple of years ago. Um, uh, after he he started out with a bang uh, with the Mean Green, and then uh, things started to kind of go sideways for him. And then he pulled it together the last couple of years. Last season, nice run down the stretch. They ran the ball tremendously. They ended up being the fifth-ranked rushing team in the country last year. Won that game against UTSA, knocking the Roadrunners from the unbeaten ranks last year. Then they lost this this uh, bowl game here in Fresco to Miami O. So now they're coming back, but without their coach. Now, the guy who's leading them in this game though has been here before it's phil bennett veteran uh, defensive uh, coordinator um and uh, he had been a coach at smu at one point right um and uh, so he has been around the track so i'm i'm not sure the coaching dynamics for this game are going to work that much against north texas i think bennett can hold it together the team's sort of like latrell i think they may come together for him here austin on their quarterback great story here for this kid he's 29 years old not a kid but he played minor league baseball for six years. And you talk about a, somebody who upped their game this year, 32 touchdown passes. He had only thrown 21 the last two years combined, and he started for much of that period for the mean green. So he upped his game this year, and they still ran the ball pretty well, over 200 yards per game. And like you said, Jimmy, they made it all the way to the Conference USA Final 
And they were sort of in that game into the fourth quarter against UTSA. No shame losing to the Roadrunners. So I am a bit surprised. They're moving to the American. Maybe that had something to do with it. They have high hopes for the program there. But I thought Latrell had been doing a pretty good job. So be it. Uh, Boise, you mentioned what went on there. Their gyrations happened earlier in the season when Andy Avalos moved out his offensive coordinator, Tim Plouffe, uh, and brought back Dirk Cutter, who had been the guy who started all this thing at Boise in the late 90s there before he moved on to Arizona State and then the NFL. Uh, he had been sort of in retirement there up in Idaho, li- living the good life, but he got a call to come back and he as the offensive coordinator. And that sort of uh, changed the season, the direction for Boise's season. Um, they became a ground-and-pound team. Hank Bachmeyer, the existing quarterback, opted into the portal right around then. Uh, they're going to make the switch to Taylor Green, the uh, freshman quarterback, who is a very, very good runner. So you add in Green along with uh, uh, George Halani and Austin Genty, and this is a pretty good uh, running attack here. Uh, that's why I think the, the the total on this game is a little bit um, uh, a little bit high. I could see both these teams running the football. That's what they like to do. But I, I expect North Texas to come in here and play this game very, very tough. And, uh, and and hang around uh, in um, in uh, in Frisco there, sort of a regional edge, like we said, and uh, stick within this number two and an under. So it's a North Texas and an under for me. Maybe not win the game outright, 27-23 Boise, but uh, we take North Texas plus and also look under in this one in Frisco. Uh, yes, uh, Austin Ade, a 29-year-old junior. He'll be back first 30. <laughs> the, the only guy in college football is quarterback in his 30. From Argyle, Texas, the 6'2", 220-pound uh, junior will be back next year. Final game we're going to look at. some Monday game, 2.30 p.m. Eastern kickoff on ESPN2. Marshall, 10-41 and 41 over UConn. What? UConn. How about that when we were doing those uh, those win totals before the season? Boy, Jim Moore Jr., what a job he has done. One thing I know this, I mean, do they have enough a, a team to hang with Marshall? I don't know, but motivation will be there. They're excited to be here for sure. They are, and uh, not just before the season, Jimmy. I mean, we could have been talking about UConn at the end of September, and we thought, Mm-mm, no, they're not going to a bowl. Bowl, UConn? They were 1-4 and four, uh, at the, yes. that point. Although, uh, a couple of efforts early, that opening game against Utah State, they certainly put up a pretty good fight. Uh, and uh, Nate Carter, a running back at that point, was running up a storm the first month of the season. He ended up getting hurt, though. Uh, but things turned around in October, and this was a Zion Turner, the freshman quarter got quarterback, into the lineup, and he was pretty dynamic and uh, a dual threat. And uh, this is this is a run first offense, though, with with uh, with Mora and the fact that uh, that Zion can run pretty well. That was a that was a plus for them. Um, uh, Houston and Rosa, the other running backs, also very good. So they slowed the pace down. They were able to get some wins, uh, including one against Fresno. That kind of turned the season around. And they kept, you know, Florida International. I mean, it wasn't the, 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 the toughest schedule, but they picked up wins where they could, and they slowed the pace down. The BC win was really good. The defense was much improved this year. So, yeah, I think they are excited to be here. Maybe Marshall is too. Marshall has not fared well in bowls. Uh, Coach Huff uh, – but they got in there last year, but it's now three straight years they have lost and failed to cover in bowls. They closed the season pretty fast this year with uh, with wins and covers their last four. Um, and uh, they had that game earlier in the season where they also won at uh, Notre Dame. Uh, Fancher, when they switched to him at quarterback, it looked like that seemed to spark the offense somewhat. But this is... 
this is a game that total. This is one of the lower totals you'll see in in the Bulls until you get to that Iowa Kentucky game uh, later on uh, in the Bulls season. But uh, forty one is not that high of a total. But I don't think uh, these teams are going to get there. It's going to be slug it out. That's the way Connecticut likes to do it. Marshall is not all that dynamic. They'd like to run the ball too. So I think. Under looks a call there, but I'd also look for Mora. Nine and three versus the spread this season for UConn. Like you said, Jimmy, they're excited to be here. Mora did an outstanding job with these uh, guys. And to them, uh, Myrtle Beach, that might as well be the final four uh, to get there. So they are very excited. And I think they stick close here. 20 to 16, Marshall. Uh, maybe not UConn winning, but plus the points, yep. And under the total, yep. Look uh, that way as well. All right. Uh, so uh, UConn in. They were one and three in, uh, in against the Power Five this year. They lost their first three: Syracuse, Michigan, and North Carolina State. All of those teams are winning teams, and and then uh, they came back later in the season and beat Boston College a uh, thirteen to three. But yes, it was the Fresno State game that got them started after that one and four start. So UConn in the under, North Texas in the under in SMU. Is that right, Bruce? Yeah. In the uh, yep in the in New the uh, first game. There, so SMU, North Texas, UConn, the last two unders. All right, we're glad you're back. And, yes, we'll be doing this, Bruce. We've only been together for 25 years. So, I mean, we we can't get rid of you. Not, not at all. So, again, for Bruce Marshall, I'm Jimmy Ott on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.